Did you know Sanjay has two other saltwater tanks in his house? If not, stick around because on this episode of American Reef, we're going to check them out. I'm Russ Kickle, and thanks for joining us. So this video is definitely pulled out from the vault. Uh, it's been well over a year since we've been to Sanjay's and if you didn't know it, he's got two other saltwater tanks um, that he you know, has had for years. Well, he's made a lot of changes to them and in this episode we actually kind of review those changes, what he's done and what he plans to do. As far as the videos go that at least I'm finding very entertaining and valuable, ultimately bulk reef supply again if you go to their YouTube channel uh, go to the video section and look for just basically the uh, the images that are saying live right and this big red kind of bold you'll see them out there anyway um, most of those videos in there are really cool because they're kind of documenting Ryan's build and the decisions that he's making along the way and it's really cool because again he's learning from not only his mistakes in the past but the others that he's been involved with right and again let's face it they're the biggest baddest kind of company in the reef keeping industry so everybody basically tells their war stories to them so they got a good feel for you know what's going on and what to correct anyway great series um, the other series uh, is actually I think it's more uh, I think maybe there's two videos on a premium aquatics channel on Mobius right and uh, Mobius is basically a new ecotech app as well as kind of branding product line kind of thing and um, anyway, uh, Luke did a real nice job at kind of looking at the app right, and showing kind of the benefits and why you may or may not want to actually use it. Again, I thought it was very useful for somebody who doesn't kind of uh, like to tinker with downloading apps, etc. Um, again, uh, I thought it was really nice. It gave you a great idea of kind of what that thing is all about. So again, check them out if you've got the time. And then, obviously, we know Top Shelf Aquatics is the place you want to go to get your frags. Man, they've got, again, some of the coolest frags on the planet. We know that, right? We know Reef to Reef is the best place to basically find the sales when they're happening, etc. So check them out. That's the Reef to Reef forum for Top Shelf Aquatics, or just go to TopShelfAquatics.com. And then lastly, again, for American Reefs HPD, which I think is the, one of the best fish foods on the planet, what you want to do is go to AmericanReefHPD.com. Uh, for those customers who have purchased it recently, um, I've been delivering, or I should be saying, I should be, let me rewind that. I should say I am shipping, right, the orders out weekly now instead of every day. Basically, I've gone to one a week with this COVID kind of stuff. So if you have any question on where your order is, feel free to give me a shout at AmericanReef at me.com is the email address where I can be reached. So other than that, let's hear what Sanjay has to say about those two cool saltwater tanks in his basement.
all my other tanks from upstairs, I moved them down here. Let's talk about those. Okay, so... You saw that Monty tank before. Yeah, we saw that about a year ago. What, yeah. Right. You had just bleached everything. Yeah, but thanks yeah. to some of my friends who gave me acro... I mean, nudiparate. <laughs> no, no, those were only Montiparate and nudiparate. You had to put them in a Montiparate tank. <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking. Yeah, I'm still so, yeah. battling those, by so, the way. So, yeah, we reset it. Released all the rocks out. Uh -huh. Reset it, and you can see what it looks like now. And uh, while selecting the fish in there, I kind of wanted to put fish in there, which I knew would spawn. Mm -hmm. Give me a better chance of grabbing the eggs in a smaller tank than this one here. <laughs> yes. So I, when my jock litters died in here, I, I cut a new pair, and instead of putting them in here, I put them in that tank. Got it. You know, and the caramabies, I originally was going to put them in the 29 gallon tank, mm -hmm. but I just felt like, you know, it was nicer here. So my gym tank. Yeah. Some of my more expensive fish were actually in that tank. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. So it's, yeah, that thing's really good now. And now how the long? The monkeys are finally growing in there now. Nice That's a Red Sea tank. It's, a red sea. it's all yep. in one package. Right. And I set it up with a dozing system. Okay. So that one doesn't have a reactor. That one okay. has a dozer. And uh, I just basically doze the, uh, what's that German? Boiling method, basically. Yes. Okay. Yes. Two part or three part? I got the Tropic Marine three part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as water changes, things like that, what are you doing? Yeah, you yeah, know, similar to this one. Okay. 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 Water when you get changes. the urge. What do you do? Like ten yeah. percent a month on each one, something like that. Used to be not anymore. It's like maybe ten percent every two months. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when did you start adding corals back in? Was it like shortly after? Yeah, once okay. the rocks and all the bleach and put back in and cut. Okay. And did you have any of the whole bloom going through the whole... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cyano, yeah. It's all dinoflagellate thing with it. Oh, that's nice. Right. And that's where, you know, we... You put the UV sterilizer and knock them out. Oh, there you go. And I yeah. remember that conversation. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because fortunately, they were the free-swimming dinos versus the tank-attached dinos, which I battled, which I eventually got rid of with uh, Fauna Marine's Dino X and uh, keeping the tank dark for... Uh, I was, was going to say, didn't it take a while too? Three days. Okay. Yeah, after, you could see them dying. You'd only put the lights on for three hours a day. The second day, you could see they were in. Eh. Third day, they were gone. So, yeah, I went through the whole thing. Like yeah. All yeah. Over again. yeah. Once, you, once you bleach the rock and put them in, yeah, you're back, you're to, back to being, okay. you know. Even though we've been doing this a long time, anytime we do a new tank, it's the same <laughs> thing. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it, how good you think you are. Nature does what nature does and we still have to fight those battles so if you're starting a new tank don't feel bad because we all do it yeah yeah right you can't avoid it yeah can't avoid it no and so now you said those are your higher end kind of fish yeah ish, right yeah. and then you also have the 29 it's very hard to put new fish in here now just because the dominance of the other ones yeah these guys have been here for so long and it's their they home they kill anything new okay yeah, oh, they yeah. harass it for a long time yeah. sure Sure. So I was like, okay, I'll put them in there. And then you have the if little I 29. Move, I'm like, always move them. Sure. And once they're hardened up, you know, they, they can take, <laughs> yeah, they, they take a beating from the, Okay. And you also have the 29 soft corals. Right. Now that one was upstairs. That was upstairs the entryway. Yes. And I tore that one down after 20 yeah, a long years. time. Right. I had a 24-year run with that <laughs> tank. Right. And, uh, down again because I got tired of carrying water. Well, I was doing water changes on that one. Right. <laughs> For a long, long, long time, and uh, it was at the point where only a few corals could live there. 
Surely. <laughs> and they were happy there. But was, uh, I wanted different stuff. And I wanted to tear it down. And I was like, um, I didn't want to carry water up all the time. So everything sure. is down here now, and mm -hmm. it's convenient. And now that was been set up only what three, four months. That's what now. I was going to ask. Okay, because more than that, because the sand seems mighty clean, so to speak. Yeah, it's still pretty clean. It's still yeah. going through the cycling. Mm -hmm. It's not what I would call a fully cycled tank yet. No, and you also started somewhat different in that you started with all captive raised fish for the most part and for the most captive. Part. Aquaculture soft. All corals. the corals are all either from my old tank before mm -hmm. or frags out of here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now, what kind of lights are on that one? That one's got the uh, what's it called? Illumagic. Oh. Yeah. Never heard of them. Illumagic. Yeah. Okay. Illumagic. They are a lighting company out of Taiwan. Mm -hmm. uh, they products are coming to the U.S. now. Mm -hmm. Unique corals carries them. Mm -hmm. I visited them in Taiwan when I was there for a work conference, ah. and I got to see their operation. Pretty impressive. Uh -huh. You know, the guy knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. you know, very uh, open to ideas. So these aren't going to burn out in six months, like some no, of them. No, no, no. They're, they're pretty well made. Right, and they're coming. Well, the guys from Australia. He's the one who started importing them into Australia first, and and then he's the one who's shipping them to U.S. now. Okay. Unique corals. Okay. So that tank is basically my Australian equipment. Ah, <laughs> so okay. I haven't even got their skimmer, the Delua really? skimmer. Okay. The Delua skimmer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The great white shark. <laughs> <laughs> so I put their skimmer on there and uh, set that up to keep some high-end soft coral. Sure. I always liked sure. that. Which don't, are? Don't thrive here. Which are? Give a couple you know, some of, of the zoanthids uh -huh. and some of the leathers that I like. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, I don't know. Even the button polyps, you moved out of here? Or not yeah, buttons? Yeah, yeah, they moved out of here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, everything pretty much in there is either moved out of here or was my old tank. No, there hasn't been anything new yet added to that tank. Yet? Yeah. yeah. What's the what's going to be the add-on? I'm going to try to add some nice accordions in there. Uh -huh. Throw some rock anemones in there. Some very colorful things. Mm-hmm that I wouldn't usually put in these tanks. Sure, no, sure. They disappear. Uh, they disappear. Yeah. So I moved my jawbreakers in there. Uh -huh. Yeah, they were, they were doing good here. I was going to say, they looked like great. You know, in there, they oh, the, Yeah, 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 they'll pop too. They pop in there. Yeah. Ah, good deal. So yeah, so that's basically it that for that tank. It'll be mostly a soft coral tank. And I've seen some beautiful ones, and I was like, yeah, i got to get back. I love the, well, I love the flow, the movement, yeah. color, yeah. you know. And now, the common theme, you all have, everyone in your tanks has substrate. Do you have a tank without substrate? No. No, it's one where, like where we really differ yeah. in substrate versus non-substrate. I like, I like having a substrate. Right. Now, this substrate's now almost 13 years old, too. Yeah. This is the original substrate. Yeah, yeah I haven't changed anything in and the Lenardi's been cleaning it for yeah, the last yeah, he's been taking five years. So that's, a, that's right. Because otherwise, substrate typically accumulates cyano, nutrients. Yeah, cyano yeah. comes and goes. Uh, having a reef tank, uh, you're always dealing with cyano. Yeah, you're always dealing with something, let's yeah. be honest. Uh, cyano yeah. doesn't bother me. Unless it's everywhere. You know, if it's growing a few Yeah, when it's growing over the cold. Okay. Yeah. It'll go away. Yeah. Eventually it'll go away. And so back to the soft. Anything special about it, meaning besides the Australian equipment, so to speak, right? Um, again, when you, you set it up, on it, you, yeah, you have no, a calcium, no, you no, got a no. calc fosser. That's all manually done. 
Manually cup washer or man no, no, manually? Like, okay. You doing testing or you just adding what you think? Well, right now I just kind of add what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to check. I know right, right. Soft are typically a lot uh, more forgiving right. than SPS, so you can stay a little bit of a range. You don't right. need to be quite as stable. I mean, they're not, you know, you just do nothing to the tank, but are you doing water changes to that tank or you haven't yet? I haven't done one yet. Tony, get on the stick. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done one yet on that one or the other one, too. And are you using the two part, meaning calcium athlete, or are you going to three part again? No, that's got some. Got, okay. Got the museum has not been moving on that one. With, yeah, yeah with sense. one tipper tank, the magnesium typically gets consumed. Sure. The higher your magnesium, typically the better the one tippers do. Over 1400, they seem to grow faster than below. Well, you want to talk about that a little bit as far as the reason why you have to have a high magnesium and all that sort of stuff? Or, eh. Eh. Okay, good enough. That's for a topic for another. There you go. <laughs> you don't know. Well, to that point, okay, you know that you get better growth with, was it 3x the, the calcium? No, that's three. a lot. No, not 3x. I thought magnesium no. had to be three times oh, the... Three times, three times the, the calcium, calcium. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Typically, you want your magnesium over 1,400. You want your calcium around 400. Alkalinity, somewhere between 7 and 12. There you go. And yeah. you, you want them to be kind of balanced. You don't want to have your right. you know alkalinity at 7 and your calcium at 600. No. <laughs> you want to have them you know, reasonably close to where the normal seawater is or slightly elevated, and you typically get a little bit better growth when they're slightly elevated. Well, again, for the new hot base, explain why in a soft coral tank, eh, it's not that important. They don't consume those yeah. compounds to the same level that an SPS They're not coral. calcifying corals. So they're really not using a lot of alkalinity. Right, they're not stony. No, right? they're not stony. Right. Their whole skeleton right. is not a mass of calcium carbonate or magnesium or strontium or any of those compounds that grow into the structure. Right. It's, it, it's a lot. So you don't have to, quote unquote, worry about it quite as much. I still test because every now and then you'll be surprised. Go, but if you're doing semi-regular water changes on a soft coral tank, typically that's enough to keep the levels where you want them to be if you're using a, a reasonably good salt. Did you agree? Yeah. yeah. And now yeah, a little more forgiving in all ways. Yeah, I was gonna say you know that purple sponge that you originally gave Mike that is like ballooning. Now you, you don't, don't even have it. Yeah, you, you don't have anymore. it in any of your tanks. I right? have it in my back. You had you just oh. have any overflow? That's where it's that. Okay. Well, that's yeah. I think where I got your last piece from. And now it's like three circles. Like oh this. yeah, he has it. Oh, and it yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's beautiful. It's beautiful yeah. purple. As long as you don't throw erythromycin in it, that's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. You want to kill that sponge? <laughs> So, nuke your tank with erythromycin or anything that kills cyano will kill that sponge. Okay. Because that sponge houses cyanobacteria in it. Oh, really? Yeah. That sponge always gets killed by oh. something that kills cyano. Something that kills cyano. Okay, so that's okay. good to know. That is good to know. See, we thought you were <laughs> exactly. today. The rest of this is all BS, but that was something <laughs> that worthwhile to know. Especially now. When that thing was growing like a weed in here? Yeah. That's how I killed most of them. Oh! I said, I'll just dose it. I was you tried to do that or not? Well, I was on purpose. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. I was going through and I said, you know what? That'll help me get the sponge yeah, that out. Filled this filled this whole area. I have it pictures did. of how beautiful that sponge is. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. To that point, though, when you killed it, did you have to, because when some sponges die, that die-off in turn becomes toxic and all that stuff. Do you have to worry about any of that? No, it's, it's like cyano. Mostly okay, cyano. so it's cyano. Got it. You know, that whole blue coloration is a cyano kind of coloration. So yeah, just rip it out and whatever the shreds yep. were left. Yeah, boom. I've still got some in my overflow. So that's that.
Good and deal. I can always give you something now. Yeah. Well, There's bushel baskets everywhere. Yeah. That's why we share stuff. Yeah, that's why we do. We bank everything between us. <laughs> And that's what we suggest all of you yeah. bank it because if Indo and Fiji never open up, bank what you have, or they're all your friends. Sure, that's right. You know, you want what you guys take a little bit of time and say what that means to you guys since you've seen basically where everything was open, right? And you can get things from everywhere, right? Um, to the fact that now things are closed off, but yet to your earlier point, Sanjay, how it's still a global world, meaning. Goes up early. All right. No, we, we've seen a lot of changes as we were discussing earlier. One, the globalization is that all the corals basically everybody has. Mm -hmm. It used to be when we used to go to talks in California, we'd bring back stuff we never saw before, right. Chicago or the East Coast. Everybody had something unique in those locales. With the advent of the internet and e commerce and everything else, every coral is now available everywhere. They may be the same coral with a different name, <laughs> but all corals are available here, and the same as in Europe. Everything that we have here, basically it's the same people that were mariculturing in Indonesia, in Fiji, Europe. we're shipping to Europe, so they have the same access to the same right. corals that we do. They don't have the name game going on, and for the most part, they don't do gel filters to augment the color and do Photoshop and all of that, because there, if you get caught doing that, you're basically ostracized by the reefing community. Mm -hmm. Here it's sort of, oh yeah, I wanna have that coral that glows in the dark, they don't do that in Europe for the most part, from what I saw. Also, they typically shipped when they did frags. They were the old big frags that we used to ship to each other. They're now quarter inch or smaller. They still do the one inch, inch and a half frags because they believe the values and the uh, survivability is dramatically increased when you're shipping larger frags. That's what I've seen in Europe. Mm -hmm. Now, in, in terms of what the shutdown has meant, one, we see aquaculture corals prices going up because supply still can't meet demand. There's more hobbyists now in the hobby than ever, so demand has increased dramatically. So everybody's aquaculture. Well, demand has increased dramatically selectively. Yeah, selectively. Right? I mean, everybody uh, wants surnamed corals. Fancy corals. Right. Yeah, right. green bolly slimers. Well, they don't realize that, that fancy coral only looks like that in the picture. Right. Once you put it in a tank and it grows out? All right. No, 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 no. Yeah, when you're looking at it from here to here, yeah. it looks like that picture. When you stand yeah. back from a tank, you can't see the 16 different colors that they show right. in those pictures. Right, right. So, yeah, you know, all those corals have the colors originally had them in those frags. Right. When right. they grow out, no, you don't see any of that color. Right. You but long-term, what our concern is, is that, one, by not bringing in anything new, some of the interest in the hobby may wane. Mm -hmm. Two, newness and excitement is what has brought a lot of people into the hobby forever. So that may also keep people out of the reef keeping end. But people may go back more into the fish saltwater area. Mm -hmm. Particularly with all the cultured different clownfish and other fish that are available, people still like different colored clownfish. And as more and more of these fish spawn and we grow them out, that's gonna make, that's maybe a whole nother avenue for the hobby. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely the ticket. Yeah. As more and more of these things got to get cultured and spawned. And if we ever get to the point where we can start creating eggs in our aquarium from the corals, we can create our own hybrids. Yeah, as Jamie Craig's so, has shown with some right. of the spectacular corals so, he has. Hey, you know, we could all be creating new, sure. new corals. Sure. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's combining like Acropora, Millipore, and Loripes spawn together into hybrids that we've never seen before. 
So while we always thought it was just flow and nutrition and light that changed the coloration, being able to do hybrids off of that is a whole nother avenue. So while we might not be able to get anything from the wild, we may be aquaculturing or breeding out a whole nother next generation of stuff, which is what the goal is. If we can take less and less from the ocean, because still the biggest loss from corals is in shipping, and the biggest cost is shipping. The corals don't cost as much as the shipping does now. Sure. So if we can do it all here, which we're hoping Sanjay will be doing in his house, in his basement, because <laughs> anyone that has a pair of debilious angels, this is the man, I want him to start spawning those, because that's my goal, is I have a pair of debilious angels at some point. Okay. <laughs> so hold it, if you're out there with debilious if angels. If you're out there with a pair of debilious, call this nobody, guy, right. will get the I can't spawn. afford them. Let's put it that way, okay? You have a Porsche sitting upstairs. You get rid of the Porsche, you get the Debilious Angels. I think that's a fair trade. I don't have a Porsche in my garage. The Porsche will die. The Porsche will die. The Debilious will. Another tank for the Debilious. That'll be your ultra serene tank. You just sit there and hum to it and pray every night. Please don't, don't die. die. Please don't die. Hold on, what's so special about a Debilious Angel? They're rare. rare. They're it's really, to me, they're like the holy grail of fish. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they only get like one a year out of Mauritius. They just found them in Madagascar, so they may come from there, but they only got one. So is it an aberrant one that basically swam over there or was carried by the tide there? Right. But until they find, like, they found lots of gem tangs there, so which also we only thought came from Mauritius. So potentially there could be more debilious. And the ones that, the one from Madagascar came from 50 feet of water or 50 meters of water versus 300 meters of water. They also come from very deep water. So. Like I said, they see one a year. People yeah. like rare things. So people want rare things. Sure. Whether they're pretty or not doesn't seem to matter sure. that see, much. See, that's why they like me and Sanjay. We're <laughs> rare, but we're pretty. <laughs> so hold on, that's where we're ending it, right there. <laughs> that's, that's rare perfect. and not that pretty. That's perfect. Us. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you for us. <laughs>
really there wasn't even a store within an hour of our house. And, um, you know, that many years ago, there just wasn't the kind of technology that there is today. So it was a little bit scarier to dive in. Right, exactly. Well, that's how I always joke with Paletta, right? Because, you know, he was one of those guys back there growing those brown things. I don't know what they were. I Mm -hmm. guess they were coral, but they were brown. Okay, so so to that point, you've been in it for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So you're still in it as a hobbyist, right? I still am. So okay. currently, I have a Red Sea Reaper 425. So okay. that's about a hundred and so gallon sure. tank at sure. home. Okay. Uh, mostly keep fish. Okay. You know, I think that's the main reason that we still keep the tank in the house, <laughs> although we're here all the time. Right. But um, you know, like one of my fish, my hippo tank uh-huh. was a, a gift to my wife when. We actually, before we were even girlfriend and boyfriend. Really? So we've had that fish now over six years. Right. right. And uh, it's something we're not going to give up. Right. But over time, we've just kind of grown and collected uh, corals. Right. And, you know, they just started to really take over the tank. So it's pretty nice tank. (laughs) Okay. So now in in that tank, what's your favorite piece? So in that tank... Uh You know, I try to keep it a little bit easier maintenance. Uh-huh. So I'd say one of my favorite pieces in there is actually a Nirvana. It's, okay. a, it's a type of soft coral. It's a zooanthid. Okay. It's really, really colorful. And especially what I like about it is when the coral actually first came out, I believe it was around like $100 a polyp. Okay. And so I started with like two you know, sure. small polyps. Sure, sure. And that coral has now grown into probably two or 300 polyps into a really sizable colony. Right. But what I like about it is that it's... Extremely colorful, mm-hmm. fast growing, easy mm-hmm. to keep. <laughs> and as kind of a side note from my business perspective of this, I really like to see corals that are farmed and how the farming and I guess sharing uh-huh. in the hobby right. creates an increased availability. Sure. So that coral today, I don't know where it sits, but I right. think it's around ten or ten dollars a pound, maybe twenty. Right. You know? So. Right. The fact that we've been able to grow it so well in captivity right. has really been able to make it more available for everyone. Sure, and sure. So, uh, like a lot of our maintenance accounts, we'll bring them out a small frag. Right, right. And, uh, and they love it because in six months, you know, they think you're the hero because they've got a whole <laughs> they colony. they got a beautiful colony. You know, so. Now, is it like normal kind of zoos? Where they, they, they like flow, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I mean, they're a lower light coral. Yeah. You know, they can handle higher flow or even lower flow. Okay. Um, if you feed them, they're going to grow even faster, but if you don't, it's not the type of coral that's going to die off on you. Right. And, um, I mean, they're just fun and colorful. Okay. They're big pallies. You know, the big zoanthids right. have really right. large heads on them. Um, one thing I have noticed with zoanthids, though, is you can buy one type of zoanthid and get one or two polyps every six months. Right. And then right next to it's a different strain of zoanthid that's and growing, you know, right. a couple polyps a week. Right. So... Uh, I tend to focus on those faster growers. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Team. Everybody does, <laughs> yeah. right? That's right. Okay, so with that in mind, um, what do you feed it? Like, what do you feed yours? So I your feed own? my tank a combination of reefroids okay. and phytoplankton. And okay. I actually blend them together. I turn mm-hmm. the tank off for about 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and I use a little turkey baster, yep. and I target feed them. And okay. They actually watch the corals close up, Okay. and uh, I do that about once a week. So okay. I'm not, like, you know, super heavy sure. on it. Sure. I do fuel as well. Mm-hmm. Um Probably about once a week as well, mm-hmm. and that just seems to kind of keep a really healthy balance on the corals. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to switch topics on you. Okay, so now here at the store, what do you do? I mean, because, you know, as an owner, to Kevin's point, what don't you do? Yeah. But you usually got to focus on something. So right? at the store, I'm mainly responsible for 
our physical retail okay. store. So I don't okay. I don't work online as much, and I don't work in our farm as much. But when it comes to our maintenance accounts, new installations, and the retail store aspect, that's where I kind of oversee. Got it. Got and it. Uh, so, like a you know typical day in in my right. uh, in right. my work right. or my life here, right. um, as you saw today, I was <laughs> putting together a Red Sea Reaper 350 where the customer wanted you know a really advanced wire management. And, Right. You know, no cords to be seen. Right. So I, I made sure that it was done properly. And, you know, personally, right. I, get, I, I get, did it. I get, <laughs> you yeah, did, did it, right. I get my hands dirty as well and get in there. So um, yesterday I installed a Red Sea Reaper 750. Okay. So myself and three of the guys, mm-hmm. we went out, put that in the, in a new customer's home. And so, um, you know, then I'll come back to the store and sure. help customers, sure. do my scheduling, work on payroll, and, uh, you know, a wide mix of things. So you're here a lot. Yeah, right here. I'm here a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's over past 9 p.m. now, and I just got back from the airport with a new shipment of coral. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that means there's work to do, yeah. right? Well, thanks for taking the time, Thank sir. Thank you, Russ.